The Go Radio Football Show. The countdown to the new season is underway. Let's go! Paul Cooney with Stephen McGinn here in the studio. Evening, Stephen. How are you? Good, Paul. Thanks. Just back from training. You're in the shorts. We'll talk about that in a moment or two, what it's like being back in it as the season comes towards us. There is a signing in the last few minutes, Stephen. A Rangers a season-long deal with the player that we spoke about last night, News Justin. It sounds as though they found their striker, or have they? It's Abdallah Sima. Brighton, of course, that's where he was. He's in for a loan, season-long loan. What do you think of the signing? Well, I think a couple of years ago, I mean, he's very highly rated. He was part of the, the European run, Slavia Prague, and the famous result, beating Brendan Rodgers' Leicester team, um, and he scored a good goal that night. Um, it's not really happened from the last year or two but as we've seen with, with loan signings like Jota at Celtic who we'll speak about um, it didn't really happen for him at Valladolid when he went out from Benfica it's not really happened for Sima so it's a chance attacking players can do well in this country and it's a chance for him to get his career going again Michael Bill said in the last few minutes we're delighted to have Abdallah join us for the forthcoming season he's a player I'm excited to work with he has excellent variety in his game and he can fulfil a number of attacking positions in the Rangers team the player Sima himself said for me it's very exciting to join Rangers I spoke with Michael Beale and it was a very natural conversation he told me about Rangers and about how we will be playing I already knew a bit about how Rangers play so when they called me I was very honoured they've been looking for a striker could you see someone else coming in as well because we're still waiting to hear about Cholak you know will he go Morelos is long gone now um, came our roof we'd have to see if he's fit he's desperate to play what's your feeling? I would think so I think I think they still I mean Sima as we said he's previous from having big performances in Europe he's obviously uh, a lot of potential a club like Brighton wouldn't sign him for a lot of money um, but I don't think he guarantees the goals he's, he's record I think the type of player he is I don't think he's a direct replacement for Morelos or even Kent as a winger I think he's a, as Michael Beale said there he's, he covers a couple of attacking positions but I still don't think he's the number nine so I would expect more of a recognised goal scorer to come into the building Rangers fans what are you thinking we'll take some calls 08 08 17 17 700 as we hear that Man United have agreed a £60 million deal for Mason Mount at last they go in again and again don't they they're doing the same with uh, Declan Rice Arsenal coming back and it looks as though they're going to get him right Stephen what's happening the internet's blown up about Celtic star Jota big part of the well the five trophies won after Ange, uh, under Ange Postacoglu but reports today that he could be on his way to the Middle East following Cristiano Ronaldo Karim Benzema and N'Golo Kante it could be the same club that he's off to this has come up just in the last couple of hours it's the Saudi Arabian side Al Etihad can you imagine him going at this young to Saudi Arabia I mean when you get into the kind of personal if you're, if you're thinking about Jota's development as a player, obviously financially it's a no-brainer, but at development of a player, he, I think he scored a couple of goals in the Champions League last year. There's so much left for him football-wise. Um, but I just think that they obviously have so much money to spend. And from Celtic's point of view, if you're going to sell a player this summer, you might as well sell to, to Saudi Arabia because you're, you are going to get top dollar. Um, but it, it probably came out of nowhere he's won I mean there's been talk obviously the connection with Ange and the, some of the Japanese players maybe leaving it seems to have come from nowhere and, and it looks a bit of a runner at the minute do you think a few of them could be one I mean Celtic always say this is the, the model everyone's up for sale if the price is right yeah I think that's I mean when you look at the Celtic squad and we spoke about it often enough there is assets everywhere yeah. um, you think of 
potentially two or three going but they've also got probably another four or five that the Celtic fans wouldn't want to sell all good edges all bags of potential so I mean it's, it is why Ange Postacoglu and Celtic Michael Nicholson they were given pats in the back last year because the, the recruitment from where that squad was two years ago where there wasn't very many assets after Edward and Christie etc got sold down to England you're looking about and you're thinking where is the next big money sale coming from, out of Celtic and now you're looking at the squad now and you're thinking there could be four, five, six um, big sales. I know Celtic fans, it's last case, worst case scenario for them in terms of losing, but uh, there is assets within the squad and um, they are in a much stronger position for it. They're saying this afternoon on Alcas, the media channel from the team, they've got 1.4 million followers, the player has, saying there's only a few minor details to be sorted out with Celtic. And of course Celtic played, paid 6.4 million it's not confirmed, it's not yet happened, but what do you think he would go for? I mean, as I said, if you are selling this summer, yeah. um, where do Celtic rate them? I would say they've developed him as a player, you'd be looking for at least double when you're selling yeah. to Saudi Arabia, you're asking for at the very max of what you're looking for, so could he go for 15, 16 million? And, I mean, Brendan Rodgers is already coming into Celtic, he's going to spend money, I expect him to break the transfer window, uh, transfer record yeah. this summer. Mm-hmm. I would think that could happen once, maybe t- twice. Putting an extra 15, 16 million into it for Brendan Rodgers can only be a good thing for him. Celtic fans, what are you thinking? Give us a call. Phone Stephen McGinn, Paul Cooney on 0808 17 17 700 or join us on the conversation at Go Football Show. A few other headlines. Uh, well, we heard it this afternoon on Go Radio News. Um, Celtic's trip down to Japan and South Korea Wolves have pulled out and there's no question marks about Roma going to South Korea yeah well, it's a disaster I mean yeah. just speaking my own any sort of friendly domestic friendly with teams cancel friendlies for, for a number of reasons you are left with a bit of a gap in, in your schedule it is very hard to, to schedule friendlies at the last minute never mind across the world when teams um, are cancelling so not ideal um Whoever the organisers, they seem to read up a bit about it and we always feel a bit let down by the organisers. Um, it's not what they kind of signed up for and that's why they've pulled out. But logistically, it's not great when um, the friendly you could be getting is could be a lot worse. It might not be as challenging for whatever friendly they come up with. Celtic have agreed terms with the 21-year-old forward Marco Tilio. We've spoken about him the last couple of nights. Currently at Melbourne City and Celtic are looking to get the deal over the line before they begin tra- pre-season training, which is Monday, Rangers tomorrow. Tilio, I know you always do your homework. Looking forward to seeing him? Yeah, I've seen a bit of him. Obviously, the Australian uh, football's on quite often and on the TV. Obviously, we've got a connection with Jason Cummins. I watched him in the final, but there is still a huge... Um, I know guys like Tom Rogic have came and been amazing for Celtic so I mean he is the benchmark for every young Australian player coming over but there is no guarantee it's a, it's a massive step for him you look at uh, Ozani who came with a huge reputation didn't quite happen for him so for every Tom Rogic there is an Ozani he'll be looking to come and try and be more like Tom Rogic he certainly will a few other headlines Lewis Ferguson I remember so many times in this programme not least with Barry Ferguson saying Lewis Ferguson, I know it was his nephew, is his nephew, but he was available for what, one and a half million pounds a year ago. So now Napoli are interested and they're talking about 15 million. So he could be he's on, way, on his way from Hamilton to Aberdeen to over there in Bologna, yeah, and then on to Napoli, the champions of Serie A, 15 million. 
amazing, uh, amazing what he's, what he's did over there. Um, you look at Aaron Hickey before him, Josh Doig as well. These guys going to Serie A, young players. And first thing I thought about, well, you think about Barry and his frustration that um, it's not Rangers to Napoli this transfer, but yeah. it's probably the strength of the Scotland squad again. Going back mm-hmm. to the national team, and you think that this player could be going to Napoli for fifty million pound, and he's been a sub not used in a, a recent double header. So. Right. Uh, real positive I mean the whole story is so much positive about it people must wonder I mean it's not rocket science is it a player like him talented you know he's developed big time at Aberdeen played at a very good level uh, he was capped by Scotland why would clubs here not I mean maybe he didn't fit in but were you not surprised that Rangers or maybe even Celtic maybe they, they had a, a stronger squad last season but I think um, people were, would have thought Rangers might have come in for him yeah, I mean, when you look at when you look at the Rangers squad and Ryan Jack mm-hmm. in particular, yeah. um, he's been great. That move from Aberdeen, he's been a great Rangers player. He's not got lo- lots of years left, and you're thinking of natural replacements within that Aberdeen squad. Um, Ryan Jack left a void, which Lewis Ferguson more than adequately made up, um, and I thought it was a bit of a no-brainer at the time for Rangers, but it wasn't to be. And Lewis Ferguson's not looked back. Um, this move to Napoli, if it comes off, might not have come up if if he was at Rangers. I know boyhood Rangers fan and yeah. everything that comes with it, but what an opportunity that would be. You've got the shorts on today, but you'd love to be playing in Italy or Spain or Germany. Yeah, I know it's sometimes when you um, trudge out at some of our um, stadiums around sure. the country with the lashing rain, you do you do get jealous of these guys playing in Naples. Um, but yeah, the, I mean, shorts got a bit of an injection in my knee today. Yeah. So for... Um, it's probably been long overdue um, carrying a bit at the end of last season so um, just a bit of added protection I don't know how much longer I'll play on for but um, right. I, I, I could feel it starting to irritate me So Did you yeah. get a knock on it during the season? No I mean, it wear and tear? It, it's just wear and tear right. yeah okay. did my uh, did my cruciate about 13 years ago now so oh. it's something I mean spoke to Barry about injections and something he spoke he had a couple of injections a, a year at at Rangers, probably the peak, the amount of games he was playing. Yeah. I've never actually had an injection, so... Was yeah. that the first time? Yeah. Yeah, so... you okay? managed to string it out until 34. <laughs> it's not bad, isn't it? How's the training going pre-season for Falkirk? Hard. Yeah, really difficult. Mm. Yeah, we had our f- first pre-season get friendly game on Tuesday. Um, Who did you play? Civil Service Strollers. Oh, yeah. And uh-huh. we, we got Edinburgh. off to the worst start. Yeah. We give a goal away after 10 minutes. Um, and at one point you're thinking we're back we're spending 60 minutes of the game hitting brick walls trying to find the equaliser but I mean this this way football's going especially in this country I know they like the games this league up uh, campaign where you're not paying the players not to play games there's always people coming through the doors and it does help with the finances but the breaks are getting less and less um, for players so it does only feel like a few weeks ago with, with the bad playoff defeat so it was it's hard, hard yeah. mentally to kind of mm-hmm. and, that, and that's why you admire see the, see the top boys that can go out and I, I know always, you always talk about Callum McGregor how he doesn't rest on the treble he'll go out reset mm-hmm. and just go again it's uh, it's amazing what these guys achieve at the top it's a bit like John McGinn you know him <laughs> but it's true though isn't it he's, uh, so where is John this week they must be off surely he's getting a couple of weeks off before pre-season training with his new contract yeah, uh, yeah. John was doing um what turned out to be some uh, public relations for Zimbabwe he seemed to be everywhere across the uh, Zimbabwe papers Um, he played with a guy called Marvellous Nakamba who's just won promotion to Premier League Um, one of the most famous guys out of Zimbabwe a real 
um, popular guy out there with the, with the football and now with the English Premier League and everything John's landing in Zimbabwe and somehow a big deal we guy for Clyde Bank that everyone's waiting to Fantastic. see a guy from Clyde Bank who's good at imitating different people we heard that with Neil Lennon the other night in the programme this is what happened Monday night Barry along with Neil Lennon and we were talking about John McGinn seemingly does impressions of me when I'm not there oh does he uh, yeah <laughs> I gave him a rollicking one night. Yeah. Uh, we were on a good run the championship. We're playing St Mirren and his brother's playing for the... Yeah, Stephen, Stephen. was playing. Yeah. And they beat us 2-0 and they were comfortable. And then he made the fatal mistake of coming up to me and asking could he could he leave from the, the stadium and yeah. go home with the family. I said, go home with the family. Yeah. He said, yeah. Best player in the in the league, you? Yeah. He said, you're not even the best player in your own house. Said, when you get in that car the night, it'll be the closest you get to your brother all night. So oh. he always oh. reminds me of it, like, you know what I mean? Always... And that's true, isn't it? Yeah, that's yeah. true. It's a brilliant um, impersonation he's got. It's t- to a T. But I just remember, I mean, on the night... Can you do it? Can you impersonate? No, no, I'm rubbish. Okay. John's, ex, John's very good at Is he a good mimic? Few, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Great so, Andy Murray. Yeah. He's got a great Andy Murray. Can you do it? No. No, no. no. Andy um, okay. He's a talented one. <laughs> if, if, out, <laughs> no. if people out there didn't already yeah, know. No, steady. Um, I, no, it was just... I remember the night, I mean, we... we I joined, rejoined St. Martin in the January... Hibs were kind of cruising to the championship title, a real good side. I think it was the side the, the season after they'd won the Scottish Cup. Mm-hmm. So, a real, I mean, but we just, we, we had become a, a real good side with, with momentum and we just played with a side that needed it more. And I played I played pretty well in the night, John, not so much. And I remember the, just the mixed emotions because you spend, I, we had, I just moved up, I was in at my mum's, John was still in at my mum's. And, preparing for this game and, and my mum's saying right Stephen none of the nonsense tonight and I'm saying mum I need the nonsense we need the three points he's getting it yeah. and I remember just a bit probably used a wee bit of age the older brother I think I spooked John a wee bit I needed, I needed all the help I could get to, to overcome John yeah. um, and the return fixture he, he got the better of me he was, he was brilliant in the return fixture we drew, we drew one each um, but I'll never forget I mean we're 2-0 and 10-15 minutes to go and John getting caught in the ball again See that way Neil Lennon's giving him they're all looking at the time and you're yeah. thinking a wee bit like, right, that's enough. That's my wee brother. But when he told the story after the I mean it was funny. John John thinks it's brilliant. I think yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a funny story and especially in the impersonation. Can you take that in in your negotiations with the excellent club that you're with, Falkirk, to say, right, come on, I'm better than my brother. Listen to Neil Lennon saying it. I mean, I don't have a lot over him. Um yeah. Trump's oh, with, yeah. with a lot football wise, but um Played against him twice and he, and he hasn't beat me. So And your brother Paul, was he involved in the game the other night? I, I can't believe it, Motherwell playing already overseas. So it's pre-season friendlies. Any any word from the Motherwell camp? No, I mean, uh, Motherwell have got one of the toughest jobs in the, the country this summer. It's how do you replace yeah. Kevin Van Veen? Would it be Stephen Fletcher? Could be. I mean, be a great signing. I think we, sp- we spoke earlier about Rangers. I don't think... Stephen Fletcher's not going to come in and give you 30 goals. No. Um, he's not about that bit. The way he leads the line... It'd be a brilliant signing. I know there'll be a few teams. I know St Martin, outside are, are desperate to come in as well. So it'd be a brilliant signing for whoever gets them. And you, you can't go out. I mean, Mother, we've got a brilliant record with strikers over the years. As long as I remember, the food strikers have probably hit 25, 30. So I don't want to give anyone a disservice. But um, what they need to do is probably bridge the gap. They're not going to go out and get a 30 goal striker. But can you get someone that'll get you 15 and 20? And with the defensive foundations they built on Stuart Kettlewell coming in, um, put it together and make a charge for the top six. Yeah, it's going to be a big hole for them, but an opportunity as well. 
we'll see who is going to fill that role. We spoke about it with Andy Walker, of course, as a former uh, Motherwell striker as well. That's where he made his name and got the big transfer to Celtic. More news on Rangers, so we know that is the headline at five tonight, that they have signed a year-long, a season-long loan from Brighton, Abdallah Sima. Forward, a striker. Rangers also said to be keen to explore the option of a player that's come up a few times, the 28-year-old criminal striker, Cyril Desert. So they're in the Italian Serie B, Serie B, Serie B, and A and B. So what do you think? So it's not it's not going to be just one striker, is it? That they're looking for. We said that earlier. Could you see him coming? Desert. Yeah, as I said, I, I do think. I mean, Rangers, if they keep everyone fit, um, they've now got a goalkeeper. Yep. You like Butland? I mean, I think it's a good mm-hmm. sign, and yeah. it's sort of the kind of Joe Hart mould where he's played a lot of games mm-hmm. uh, in England, really highly rated. Um, Big lad. It's a difficult. Yeah. Uh, let's not forget. I mean, Alan McGregor came in for a lot of criticism, but that's big gloves to fill. That that's a, a Rangers legend. It was kind of forgotten, wasn't it? You know, in the chat about what was happening during the season, he wasn't number one choice under GVB. Uh, you know, a year ago, and then he came back in. He makes a couple of mistakes, but I, I think for Rangers and Celtic, both sets of fans were um, were asking for new goalkeepers in the summer, and but what these guys also are hard to replace with I know Joe Hart's still there and we'll be fighting, fighting out to, to still be the number one and, and prove people wrong but these guys are so big off the park in the dressings Alan McGregor's been there for such a long time I know he's not the loudest guy in the dressing room but when he speaks everyone listens as I'm, I'm led to believe and such big gloves to follow um, on and off the park he sure is. And you can see it. The determination to win that Alan McGregor had. It's a pity in some ways the way you know they spoke about him at the end. But Rangers fans will remember in time, he was one of the great goalkeepers, wasn't he? The, the late great Andy Gorham uh, and Alan McGregor over the past 10 years. Two spells, of course, at Rangers. Rangers fans, what are you thinking? That's the news here at five. Abdallah Sima has signed season-long loan from... Brighton uh, so already over the summer Sam Lammers has come in from Atalanta Kieran Dowell from Norwich Dujon Sterling the Chelsea under 21 and Jack Butland and they'll all be there tomorrow I would imagine Rangers back already uh, Celtic back on Monday I understand so Brendan Rodgers that era will begin and for Rangers you think about it okay they didn't have the cup final they wish they had I suppose their break has been a bit longer this season yeah I'm sure both squads will be, be happy for the break and Going back to his pre-season t- uh, training tomorrow or Monday and still having four or five weeks into your first game. The qualifiers not happening um, before the league starts. I think it's a huge positive. Um, an important season for it, for the for the country with the coefficient. If some of your teams can get through these qualifying rounds. Um, what you're looking for is the teams, maybe Hibs, Hibs and Hearts, to just, just beat the teams you should be beating. Don't let's, let's not have a one like Motherwell last year when... <laughs> Uh, disaster. Let's let's get to the stage yeah. where see if it, see if a team's beats you or seeded. They're a lot better, bigger budget. But just let's do everyone do a bit for the coefficient. But just just on Rangers, as I said, I think defensively with and uh, with the two fullbacks now, Sterling yeah. Tavernier, they've got um, Redvan who came on to a game at the end and has given Rangers and Michael yeah. Beale food for thought. Mm-hmm. It's not quite the problem position that we once thought it might be if it had Barris actually uh, left. But I do think. If I was going to play Rangers, I've played against Rangers with Ryan Kent. When you're in that low low block and you're sitting deep, he was the one player that could attract two or three players. Yeah. I still look at the squad and I think they're missing. They've lost their European top goal scorer, Morelis. Of course, yeah. for all his faults, was the European top. They need a goal scorer, in, but I also feel as if they need someone that that one 
player that were tracked a couple of players uh, that Ryan Kent always gave them more calls shortly 08 08 17 17 700 Stephen McGinn I'm going to ask you what was your toughest pre-season ever have a think you've been you know south of the border at the top you've been at Hebs St Mirren Kilmarnock and of course uh, with Falkirk what's the toughest pre-season the Go Radio Football Show the countdown to the new season is underway let's go yeah, all roads lead tonight to Hamilton Park Racecourse. First race, I think, the Saints and Sinners will be around, at, well, will be at six o'clock. And I know Crofty and Grader and loads of the team are here. It's quite quiet in here this evening. We wish we were there for Saints and Sinners. It's always a brilliant evening uh, for charity at the wonderful Hamilton Park Racecourse. So maybe next year or later this season, get you along there. Yeah, I was yeah. leaving it at the last minute. I'm closing the car, ready to go just for a last minute okay. invite. But um... oh, It could be arranged. It could. <laughs> it could indeed. Uh, let's go in the lines. Uh, Reagan is on. Good evening, Reagan. Oh, it's good to be on again. Thanks for having me on. Great to hear you. How are you? I'm doing well. i doing well. So what's in your mind? Are you thinking about Jota, this news that, well, he might be considering going to Saudi Arabia? I Paul, I think it's a big, uh, a big. Uh, obviously, it'd be tempting for Jota, but I think in terms of Celtic, it would be a massive blow for Celtic to lose Jota at this time. But yeah, I just hope he doesn't. But I see a lot of the players are being tempted by uh, Saudi, and I'm, uh, and I'm not surprised by it. Um, yeah. I, I just think for Brendan Rodgers, it'd be great to see Jota do well under Brendan Rodgers. Mm. I, I, I want to ask Stephen as well. That. Um, in terms of Celtic, I think this is the suburb that Celtic should go and make a marquee signing and uh, break that transfer record because it's great. And also, the, 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 uh, see, the other thing I had, Paul, it, it was that Scotland are now in the top 30 in terms of the, uh, the international yeah. football as well. Yeah, but I'll come so back to Regan, I'll come back to you on that. Thank you for stealing my headline that was about to give you. I'm only kidding. Uh, uh, Stephen? Are you available for the big marquee signing for Celtic? <laughs> Hi Regan. No, I, I agree with you. I think um, I think that's part of how they will have tempted Brendan Rodgers back to the club as well. I think there'll have been promises right. made that if there's a player out there, obviously missing out on Timothy Castagna for a couple of million, Fabian Schaar now at Newcastle, if yeah. these players are out there, that there's not going to be a roof on what they spend, uh, they're in a very good financial position. Celtic, as we spoke about, they've got assets everywhere that they can sell. You're looking at maybe if Jota goes more than doubling his transfer fee um, and just in one season. Um, so they're in a healthy position to, to do it and I agree with you. I think now's the time. I think they've got the manager in now's place the that he's the one to do it with. And it is how they're going to try and make that. It's impossible to bridge this gap. You look at clubs like just like Newcastle where they're spending, um, getting into the Champions League. They're never going to get close. But can you get closer than the teams around Europe? Your Ajax, can you get closer to them? Can you do more what they're doing in, in Europe? Let's hear what Brendan Rodgers said a few days ago about the squad. I think it's it's a good time to strengthen whenever you uh, whenever you've done ever so well. And like you say, a team coming off the back of a treble. I've been in that position before, and uh, we were able to do another treble. So I understand the feeling now over the course of a summer what it is you need at this period, uh, and that will be a bit of strengthening. But it's also I'm really excited to work with the players here because it's a young squad. And uh, and there's still, you know, a lot of growth within that. So, um, but I'm really looking forward to to getting to see them over the course of pre-season. There's only a few players that were here from when I was here, uh, so it's an exciting squad. And we can add to that that uh, it's now a really good time to do that when you're winning. 
obviously you and many other Celtic fans will be hoping that they see him on the wing again but not on the wing of an aircraft heading to Saudi yeah. Arabia yeah. and he's so young but look at the Ruben Nevis transfer the other day it is changing they're throwing so much money at it to try and get credibility in football uh, it's a worrying trend so do you think he is going to go Regan what's your I mean I know you you watch you listen to everything what's your gut feeling no I don't think he'll go Paul just because I I don't know if there's yeah. enough truth in it um, sure. but I do think that um, in terms of uh, Saudi I know they're applying to be uh, 2030 uh, to be yeah. on the world stage well, that's right the world so I think Cup. this is yeah. part of the the plan for them in terms of try to rebrand that uh, product for them. So I wouldn't be surprised, obviously, and for uh, Jota to go, I give him a great, opp- a great opportunity because I was reading as well that it could be next to a world famous Real Madrid striker as well who plays in the same team. So indeed, Benzema I, there. Yep. I so I just um, okay. I don't know, but in terms of Jota, I think he'd be great to stay at think because. Uh, I think see when you're working alongside Brendan Rodgers Paul I think it's a big pull for Jota as well mm-hmm. yeah Stephen that could be a big factor isn't it to be trained by Brendan Rodgers and his philosophy and just the way that he sets up the team because there'll be changes obviously yeah it would be I thought it would be one of the things that kind of kept players like Jota yeah. maybe for one more season Um as Regan says, I mean, you are going out to play with Karim Benzema and the team. You're getting life-changing money. You're probably still young enough to come back to Europe and make an impact after you've made your money if, if you yeah. still get the desire to do it. But I do think, I mean, I look at you look at the situation that um, Brendan Rodgers came in the last time at Celtic. Um, it was a Celtic team that had lost its way. They'd just been beaten by Rangers in the semi-final. It didn't. It didn't seem to be going anywhere in a hurry. Um, you look at what he's inherited now. It's a club that has won five of the last six domestic trophies. Um, as I said, assets everywhere, and a lot of young players. And Brendan Rodgers, he started off in coaching at a top club in Chelsea, working with young players, some of the best young players, and making them better. And yeah. it's one thing you always associate with Brendan Rodgers is he, ma- he can make players better. He took a lot of the Celtic players to the next level. Um, guys like Cal McGregor Kieran Tierney I think Cal McGregor was still a winger in the, in the early stages of Brendan right. Rodgers yeah. he then at times played full back under Brendan Rodgers filled in at left yeah. back a couple look of what times. he did with Scott Brown in a different way but Scott, just... Br- Scott Brown I mean Scott Brown openly spoke about potentially just chucking it yeah. retiring yeah. And um, so Celtic in a much stronger position for Brendan coming back and I believe Brendan's a better manager so what about the other point that Regan touched on so Scotland we're now in the top 30 of the FIFA world rankings our highest place position in six years after those four wins right, on the bounce you were there last week so Regan how proud are you of it and what are you thinking Scotland wise Cyprus now just a few months away I think Steve Clark's done a fantastic job I mean what he's managed to do with that squad is uh, second to none Paul and I think in terms of the national team, I think it's brought a lot more people uh, want to watch Scotland as well because mm-hmm. I think even people in Scotland sometimes uh, were thinking, oh, Scotland national team are always going to get beat. But I think now Steve Clark's brought more people to enjoy it and I think it's only good for Scotland as well because people like uh, Stephen's brother Johnny, he's been absolutely, bro- absolutely brilliant for Scotland and it's... Um, I don't know, I just think this Scotland squad is doing uh, very well. And I think in terms of this uh, Cyprus game, I think 
if Scotland if Scotland win that game, I think we can safely say that we're going to Germany. Yeah, for sure. Regan, do you think you'll be there? Are you going to go? Hopefully, Paul, I, because yeah. I think they're actually very good in Germany for wheelchair access as well. So, Great. so I'm hoping to go, and, I, mm. and it would be it would be really good to go. So, no, I think if, if see if we do qualify, Paul, I think I will definitely try and go. Brilliant. I was thinking the other day we were we were. Paul, my son, said, what's Reagan's take on the Brendan Rodgers appointment? Honestly, he did. I think I said that on the radio. No, he genuinely did. That was before, before you came on. See, over the summer, what's it like without the football then, Reagan? What's your, what's your day like? Oh, it's hard, Paul. Just got to the, just, just got to the gym. Right. No, no, no doing much. Uh-huh. Um, but, no, um, obviously I study as well, yeah. Paul. So, mm-hmm. no, I've just been, just been doing that and then, um, well, like I say, just go to the gym. Yeah. So, uh, you listen. You sound in really good form, um, because it's great to have that purpose, isn't it? The football's such a big thing for you, and you make some great points, Regan. You you really always do. And Stephen, our faces lit up when we heard you were on. So we really appreciate you coming on. So Cyprus next year. Um, well, sorry, in September, and hopefully Germany. What's the McGinn view on it all? I mean, last week seems a while ago now, doesn't it? From you were there in the rain, you were there. Reagan was there yeah. as well, Stephen. The longest day, wasn't it? Yeah, I, yeah, very long day. All worth it in the end. The, 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 the Scotland camps, they're, they're such an intense bubble. Um, for for two or three days, and the beat and build up, everyone's still trying to get into Scotland mode. Then the game comes around and win, lose, a draw. It's really intense for three, four days into the next game. Usually, well, in previous campaigns, it's usually must win. This this time, it's not so much. Um, these games, we get into a second half of a group. Probably for the first time in our history, not uh, the ones in control of our destiny. Um, we don't need to win every game, which is an amazing feeling to have. And probably just to touch on what Regan says, in our country, I mean with the rivalries for all the different clubs we clash all the time yeah. workplaces everything there's all the constant bickering who's better uh, who's, who won at the weekend who didn't it's such a good feeling going to Hamden for that um, well before the all the delays when you get up for that Georgia game and just just the enthusiasm and everyone coming together and a genuine belief that this is a team that not only is going to qualify but is a genuine chance of winning this group and it was sad to hear about the death earlier in the week 82 would have been 83 in a few days Craig Brown, what a guy. And Regan, I know you love your Scotland, so you'll have fond memories when you were really young and he was the man. Uh, or were you too young? Did you? Maybe you were, actually. I, Paul, I yeah. met Craig Brown many times. Um, okay. First of all, I need to say that um, I played disability sport and Craig was a, a guy that was involved with disability sport. Mm-hmm. Then um, uh, I, I do radio at UW, UWS. Yeah. And Craig uh, actually... Uh, for, Phoned me and said he would come into the radio studio at UWS and sat down and chat to me for a few hours. So I'll always be grateful for him to do that as well. So, no, Craig was a great guy for me and uh, uh, it was, he'll be a big miss to, uh, to, uh, to, uh, to everybody. Yeah, he certainly will be. He was a, he was a great man, Stephen. I don't know if you came up against him because you came through Scotland under 21, so you would know Craig? Yeah, well, well it's, it's, as, a, as a young kind of guy my memories of Scotland or my granddad was the president of the SFA at the time so he had a close relationship with Craig Brown and uh, was lucky enough to meet him a couple of times and eventually came up against his his Aberdeen team and um, I can only say nice things about him he he was brilliant with me as a young fan just a young Scotland fan just 
uh, meeting them and then going on to be a, an opposing player. Um, you're reading some of the nice stories. My, my friend Jamie Murphy tells a brilliant story. Um, well, a lot of brilliant stories about him, but one in particular when he was going out for his 21st birthday party and Craig Brown gave him and all the young boys at Motherwell £250 between them for, to enjoy their night. Um, and he oh, had just been going to ask permission to go on the night out. So, yeah, I mean, there's not many people with a bad word to say about him. That's absolutely magnificent. And today, Stephen, as you know, uh, it was the funeral of Gordon McQueen, former um, St Mirren, obviously, Leeds United, Manchester United, Scotland great. I worked with him a little bit at STV. He was absolutely brilliant. He was so warm, so funny as well. And a bit, just a giant. He was a legend, but Gordon McQueen. Yeah. So the funeral today. Just... Yeah, shame, absolute legend. What a player. Um, and and you, you see these guys on the TV and it's, it seems so healthy and speaking about the game so well and it's just it's just sad when you, you, you see that final few years and, and to illness and, and to lose them. But yeah, a legend of the Scottish game. Of course, and dementia. Uh, Haley, his daughter, speaks about it and more needs to be done to protect players. Do you ever yeah, think it does, doesn't it? You know, we never used to think about it at all really. Do you ever think about it, Stephen? You know, because other players that have come in have shared that because it's a very personal thing. But you know it's be- it's became yeah. to be fair, it is something we that we spoke about. Um there's a lot of people really pushing it about the head and the ball and uh, I think when you I think the th- when you feel old balls, see when you feel old balls in museums and stuff like that, the weight of them um thankfully Thankfully, as, as the game's progressing, yeah. it's getting more modern. The ball is getting lighter, and and it isn't isn't quite so sore to head on the ball because the the balls were ton weight. They, they certainly were. And Regan, before you go, could you see Musa Dembele being a signing for Celtic? Could you see him coming back? He's only twenty six. Stephen is shaking his head. I think if I'm giving you a steer, Stephen, what do you think? No, I just no. The, the way he left, he didn't seem to. Um, I think he clashed heads a couple of times with Brendan Rodgers and his departure and. Um, he made a tweet when Brendan eventually left Celtic so I'm not particularly expecting to see that one I wish I'd checked that one with you during the break so Reagan, any thoughts? <laughs> I think that Billy would be absolutely brilliant to come back but I'm I'm, I'm, uh, I'm going to have to agree with Stephen there because I think in terms of the the bridges that were crossed with um, Dembele and Rodgers in 2016 I don't, I don't think that uh, Brendan will want to be reunite with uh, Dembele but I think Dembele was a fantastic player and I, 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 I definitely wouldn't say no if he, if he turned up at Celtic Park alright so. you two you're ganging up on me there I'm going to leave it Regan thanks a lot enjoy the evening cheers Paul cheers Regan cheers the Go Radio Football Show the countdown to the new season is underway let's go this time tomorrow night the Go Radio Football Show will have Peter Grant with us and of course tomorrow we get the fixtures for next season looking forward to that that's always a big day Stephen McGinn um, yeah what, what were your toughest pre-seasons I think you've got two in your mind two two for different reasons mm-hmm. um, Sean Dyche's probably as an assistant and then the manager at Watford yeah. uh, his were really tough and he always had one day called manager's day mm-hmm. what was and that it was pretty much a you think Rocky Balboa film <laughs> It was he'd try and break you. Yeah. Um, I think there's quite a famous story about. I mean, Troy Deeney and Sean Dyche hated each other. The manager yeah, and assistant. Yeah. Malky tried to coax a wee bit out of Troy. Yeah, he, was yeah. a, he was a big money signing for us at the yeah. time, and I mean we didn't see him pretty much every Monday for different reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Malky would always try and coax, but Sean Dyche was straight in the middle. 
I just couldn't deal with you. Eventually got the job. Drayton was in the wall for Troy, but I think Troy had that wee bit about him. So we went away for pre-season and I think one of his main targets to break was Troy. And it, honestly, it was such a <laughs> such a hard day. And just when you think you're finished, you go again for another round on the beach. A wee bit of everything. So yeah. that in its own right was hard. Nigel Clough's was probably hard for totally different reasons mm-hmm. because he was so off the cuff. His running would be... I mean, sometimes it would be just his assistant manager or himself would drop something. You would walk about a mile and then he would say, right, run to the end back. Or we'd get into the forest and you'd just constantly run. And because there was no kind of structure or organisation, mm-hmm. you, you kind of got used to the structure of this is how many runs you're doing, this is what you're doing. Is that the kind of, sports, of person he is? Sports science had kind of started to break in, but his yeah. was just a total old school where you genuinely didn't know when it was going to finish. And Touch of his dad in that, do you think? You know, the cliff. I mean, when I read all the old Brian Clough stories, everything, I mean, the, the similarities are, I mean, we obviously weren't as nowhere near as good as the great Nottingham Forest teams, but even even similarities to this, the sense that Jamie Murphy at the time was on fire for us, left winger, and you always read that John Robertson, Brian Clough, he was his favourite, and right. sometimes you'd go and take his shoelaces off his boots for him and yeah. use it all donkeys, but just John Robertson's the man. Yeah. But he, he, he did that with Jamie Murphy did one day yeah. right Jamie I'll get your bits for you it's just lots of similarities we'd be doing warm ups they'd be crossing the ball in and hitting volleys into each mm-hmm. other and some days you would turn up for training and it would just be cricket um, <laughs> and it would be like the cricket world cup final if you were he'd be judging you on your cricket wow. but yeah can you really play cricket? No, no hopeless absolutely. none of us can yeah. we talk about it quite Hell often, often in the break us. we don't talk much cricket obviously England yeah. have a tough time at the ashes at Lords, but um, yeah. So yeah, and that was just because you just didn't know the start and end to each day and mm. the structure to that. Some of the track days, honestly, mm. so 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 hard. Season nearly underway. Um, the league season, of course, the SPFL doesn't start until the first weekend in August. You start. You've got League Cup. When's your first League Cup game? So we miss match day one. I think we miss. We are playing our brothers in a friendly. I think that day, and then we okay. play on the Tuesday. Right. Um, it's like because because of as I spoke about before, the clubs need the, the, the gates coming in and stuff yeah. like that. It's good for that reasons, but there's also a lot of prize money on offer. Mm-hmm. Uh, ultimately, we made more in the, the Scottish Cup because we get to the semi final. But um, I don't think that's going to happen every season for a club in League One. So these group stage can be worth a lot of money if you can get out the group. So every team's getting ready to try and hit the ground running and try and get out that group. So the Go Radio Football Show bringing the news there at five. Rangers rebuild continues under Michael Beale. It's his fifth signing of the summer, the seventh in his term. Of course, he had Cantwell and Raskin. Um, late late winter, wasn't it really? Early spring. Sam Lammers, Kieran Dowell, Dijon Sterling, Jack Butland. And today, they've completed the signing of Abdallah Sima, a season-long loan from Brighton of Albion. Uh, Michael Beale spoke about it. He's been, he watched them, didn't he? They played against Slavia Prague. And he obviously was impressed uh, by him. Um, how do you think he'll do at Rangers? It's hard to tell, isn't it? He's not an out-and-out, out, you know, twenty goals a season, is he? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm expecting Rangers team to be more like um, this, the Stephen Gerrard make up with the fullbacks are the width, um, and especially if not as I spoke about before, no Ryan Kent. I expect a lot of the, the football to be played narrow, um, close together. I think Seymour uh, play is one part of a front three, maybe off one of the sides as a kind of narrow inside forward. Yeah. Um, and as I spoke about, I still think there's a glaring hole for that number nine. That that one that you look at his record, 
uh, you look at where he's been and you go, nah, that's guaranteed goals here. A bit like, I mean, Jermaine Defoe when he was signed, I know, I know obviously the finance involved in bringing Jermaine Defoe, yeah. but you just knew he was going to come and score goals. Um, but someone of of that ilk where you look at the record and you think, no, you put that in the Rangers domestic team and he's going to score goals. Yeah, and he's somebody you can learn from as well, isn't he? When you get the older player coming in, he's not clearly, but it certainly worked for him just a few years ago and of course the Tottenham great Sunderland loved him as well and the other big story tonight is about Jota it's speculation at the moment but it's everywhere it's on all the the websites it's, uh, I see it here on the Sun online Celtic hero Jota wanted by a Saudi league team who've got just recently uh, Benzema and Golo Kante and they've got so much money to spend so Jota um, the media over there Alcast Media are saying it's just the final details to be sorted out. A few minor details to be sorted. And Celtic paid, what, 6.4 million last year. Uh, what a signing he's been. Was, did he have goal of the season as well? I think he did, didn't he? SPFL? Yes, yes. Yep. I think um, I think Stephen Humphreys would have won it for me. Uh-huh. That one yeah. from But I think Jota won it. But I think the Ruben Neves one, I think that's the first one where the, especially in English football, they really sat up and thought, wow, what's going on here? Because for the last maybe 10 years, that's, kind of being English football they're the ones that spend the big money and they, they get the players coming into the peak of their career guys like Jota aren't even close to the peak of their career sure. he's got four years in his contract yeah. left and as I said I mean if, if you're going to sell a player this this summer you sell him to Saudi Arabia that's where you're going to get the, the max value for your player and I think Celtic if Celtic are going to lose a player and, and, and it looks like they could lose Jota this summer then you want them to be going to Saudi Arabia because I think you're going to command the, the, the highest fee. Ian's been on. He's asking you, Stephen, what do you think of the Kieran Tierney situation? So not a regular at Arsenal, not regular enough at the moment in the old season. And Celtic being mentioned, Newcastle mentioned as well. What do you think? What's the inside track? Could you see him coming back on loan? I, I find it hard to see how it would work with the finances. Um, I mean, I, I know you could speak about maybe a loan or Celtic Paying half, paying half the money. There's probably no question of Kieran Tierney's desire. If if there's a play, if there's a club and a manager that could get his career going again, his club football going again, then Celtic is is the one for Kieran Tierney. But I mean, you just think he's a 25 million pound investment for Arsenal. There's still going to be money out there of that ilk for someone like a Newcastle to come and buy Kieran Tierney. I think he proved in the last international games what a top player he, he still is and. I just can't see how it would work um, as a loan. I, I can't see how that would benefit Arsenal. And as much as I think Celtic are going to break the transfer fee for a player, I can't see it being for that value and on a left-back. Who was the biggest one? Was it Odson Edward? The biggest until now, I think. Yeah, yeah Celtic's so. biggest signing. Here's some other news around today. Josh Ginelli of Hearts, as was, but he's penned an emotional farewell. He's left Gorgie Road after he said taking one of the toughest decisions to leave the club this summer. He was a more than decent player. Yeah, became a huge player for Hearts. Um, almost up there with their best and I think it's a turnaround in his Hearts career. was probably proving the point he is actually out of contract. I think last the season before, if he'd showed any sort of anything close to that form, they'd have, they'd have snapped him up in a longer term deal. So, a huge loss for them and he's going to be very hard to replace. Former Kilmarnock assistant Peter Levin, whom you'll know, I would imagine, well, he's joined Aberdeen as a first team coach. So, Barry Robson getting his own team, Liam Fox is away, isn't he? So, Yeah, I think, I mean, the Liam Fox move to, to Hearts B that came up and Barry Robson's obviously 
worked with or knows Peter leaving well so um, I think it's going to be a big season for Barry Robson and Aberdeen I think they're in a real good position to get third again and Lewis Ferguson it's great news for Scotland as well he's wanted apparently by Napoli £15 million pounds. I don't think that surprised you, does it? He's he's loved it this season in Italy. Yeah, you just you you actually don't even need to watch Bologna. You actually look at his, um, I mean, the minutes played. He's such yeah. a key part of the team. And when you have watched him, he's been so impressive. And the Italian teams, uh, they they like their own. They, they like players that can come into their league and really stamp their stamp their authority on it. And he certainly has done that. So, but what what a move that would be to Napoli. Tomorrow, it's the we'll be talking about it this time tomorrow night, but we'll have the draw for the season, the SPFL, all the way until what March, April time when it is the split. Uh, what was it like when you're waiting for that coming in when you were uh, playing in the or any any division, but in the Premiership with the, the how important is it to get off to a great start? I mean, we've had. We, uh, I mean, I go back years. One of one of the games that came out in, in the calendar was um, Celtic were unfurling the flag. We went there with St Mirren. And at the time, obviously, as a young player, you're thinking we're going to go there. Because not often, sometimes you can go to Celtic Park at Ibrox mid-season and it's not quite the, the kind of European night feel, Celtic Rangers feel to it. But you know, going there, it was going to be a, a special day. And they ended up beating us 1-0 with a Barry Robson penalty. We were actually more than matched them that day. We, we definitely deserved something out of the game. But there's, there's a nervous, nervous anticipation comes with the fixture list. But with everything, personal life as well. I mean... Wives and girlfriends around the country will be looking at those Christmas fixtures. Course, yeah. um, the ones especially that don't live in the country. Um, I mean, the last thing you want to do if you're trying to nip down to Newcastle is be stuck up in Dingwall and, yeah. and Boxing Day. So uh, there's a nervous anticipation comes with it. You're organising the Christmas night already, Stephen? <laughs> As it, on, genuinely is. I mean, it's become more and more of a theme sometimes with a bad result. Managers can, can cancel your Christmas do. But genuinely, as it is one of the first things spoke about, we start the fine system coming in to, to fund it. And it's such a memorable weekend because you only really get one group to get. You'll, you'll look at how close some of these Celtic players are, for example. I mean, you look at kind of staff, you, staff out O'Reilly, Jota. Yeah. They'll, if Jota leaves, they, they don't play again. But they'll probably look back in years to come to for a successful season, the Christmas do. The Christmas do is such a big part of the and, and I hate hearing when managers get rid of them. <laughs> Did you ever have one cancelled? Yeah, I've had a couple, yeah. yeah a a couple? Yeah. Come on, Stephen. I know. You're it, the best player in the family. Genuinely, it gets it gets to the Saturday, you look at the fixtures, and it can be a real tricky fixture. Uh -huh. And and if the result gets quite a bad one, the manager, one of his first things, right, you're not going to be there, we're in, in training tomorrow and it's and it's an absolute disaster. A couple of quick ones for you before the end, Graham Shinney, great signing, Aberdeen. But big signing, yeah, yeah. huge, it was a um, big part of why I said I think it'll be a good season for Aberdeen, he was he was a key man to get in this summer. David Marshall, of course, he's got some competition, Boritz is coming in at Hibs. Yeah, I mean, David Marshall um, didn't have his, his best of seasons last year, I know he'll be welcome in the competition and to kick on again and try and keep the young buck off his uh, number one perch of course so it's the cousin isn't it of uh, Arthur, Arthur Boris yeah and um, for tomorrow then for so Rangers fans will be I think pleased tonight Barry did say a few days ago watch for the last day or two of June or into July and he thought maybe three or four signings still to come so that's one of them in with Abdallah Sima the news coming in from Brighton a, a year long or a season long loan but more to come and with Kent away he's yet to be replaced I probably look at the squad and I do think unless there is a few I, I, 
Barry will know more than me. Might have a wee bit of an inside scoop. I'm not sure, but I don't expect that much business now unless there's a few outs because you look at it as as quite a heavy squad, yeah. um, especially in that midfield area. Um, and the, and the one area you are probably looking at is is a striker position and a bonus one, someone that can replace the the trickery in, uh, of Ryan Kent. So they're back at training tomorrow. Auckland Howie will be the early start. They'll be groaning tonight when it gets back but I, I guess they'll be looking forward to that and for Celtic it's Monday and the Brendan Rodgers era starts it's going to be quite a season Stephen isn't it? Yeah I mean the, those Rangers boys uh, going to bed tonight they know it took a lot of criticism um, they started off the season as European finalists um, yeah. obviously getting into the Champions League with an amazing result against PSV Hindhoven and then just from there it just really didn't go to plan so they have to go to work tomorrow to put that right Um not only, I mean, you know, we all know how it works in Glasgow. It's not to get closer, it's to, yeah. to finish on top. And those Celtic boys on Sunday night will have that feeling of, right, that treble in the bag, that's another one for the history books, but we need to find a way of resetting it and getting that hunger to stay on top. Stephen, time for you still to get out to Hamilton then for the Saints and Sinners tonight. Thanks so much. We'll see you again next week. Just about. Thanks for joining us tonight. Uh, coming up next, it's going to be Zoe Kelly. We're back tomorrow at five. And Peter Grant will be with us. The Go Radio Football Show. The countdown to the new season is underway. Let's go!